Welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect with Janae. What's up? What's good? I hope that y'all's day is going by really, really good. And I just want to send out some healing energy, okay? Speaking of healing, that's what I'm getting into today. So I'm on this week-long fast. If y'all are joining in and listening to this, join in on the fast as well, okay? It started yesterday, but you can hop on board today. But I'm in this fast, and each day there is a scripture for us to read, um, as well as like a theme. So today's theme is healing, and the scripture just opened my eyes. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to come on here and share my testimony of how God healed me, how God encountered me, because I'm on here to uplift and, and help aid in healing and bringing people closer to God. But I can't do that if y'all don't know my own testimony and my own story of how I even came to God, how God even healed me and encountered me. So before I get into the testimony of my life, I just want to give a little insight of this verse that I read today. If you have your Bibles out, it's Acts 3, 1 through 10. And in this, Peter and John, who are disciples in this time of the story, are going inside the temple of God for prayer and before you enter this temple there's this man who is brought there every day carried there and sits outside the temple because he's not allowed to go inside the temple because he is seen as unclean in that time because he's not able to walk so if you have disease illness anything of that sort then you are not able to go inside the place of God because it is a pure place so he sits outside in front of the temple where the gates are and he's collecting money from people who are entering inside the temple because that is the only way he is able to support himself so when Peter and John walk up to the temple he's expecting them to like give him money but they're like I don't have that for you he says Peter says I have no silver and gold but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk it says and he took him by the right hand and raised him up and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong and leaping up he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising god all the people in the temple were able to see what good works had just happened because this man just before all his life was sitting outside the temple unable to walk and now that these people who are disciples of Jesus come in and place their healing hands on him in the name of Jesus heals this man he's able to walk I enjoyed reading this verse this morning because it just shows the power the power of God and Jesus in this exact moment in time the healing power that Jesus holds the healing power that the father holds is in our hands if we just believe if we just believe it can happen this man all throughout his life probably didn't even believe in god because of the situation that he was in but when god laid when they laid their hands and healed him in jesus's name and he was healed that just shows the power of the almighty and he could only do any he couldn't do anything but praise god because he knew that it was god who healed him all throughout scripture there are scenarios and 
testimonies of people who have been healed in the name of Jesus, that just increases my faith and, and increases the faith of those around us in this time because Jesus is still, God is still very much doing them today. He's still very much healing people today. He's healed me in a very supernatural way in my life. So I know for sure Jesus is still healing other people. I encourage you all to read the scriptures, read the life of Jesus and how he walked on this earth and see the living testimonies of people who were healed by him because it is very much real and it is very much happening right now. And when you are seeking healing from God, even if you already know who he is, you reading these scriptures and seeing the testimonies can just increase your faith even more to believe in him for healing, to believe in him for miraculous miracles. So I had to lay that down on y'all. Now we can get into my testimony and how God healed me in a supernatural way. Before I get into that, I want to give y'all a little background of my life before my encounter with Jesus so that when I tell you about the encounter you can now see how my life is afterwards kind of like a storyline so before god my world was very depressing to say the least i was an extremely anxious person always thinking the worst of every situation every time i went around someone i was always trying to figure out if they liked me or not i cared a lot about how others perceived me if something, if someone like told me something they didn't like, even if it wasn't about me, but just like the situation we were in, for example, my ex-boyfriend, he dropped me off at home at like 2 a.m. one night because I was over there super late and his dad didn't like, you know, that we were just driving around super late at night because it's just not safe, especially we're just two young college students. And I immediately, immediately thought that his dad didn't like me anymore. Like him saying, I don't like that y'all are out late at night at 2 a.m. in the morning. My mind was just like, oh, he doesn't like me anymore. He doesn't want me coming over his house anymore. He's mad that I got his son out late at night, and I'm just not going to come around anymore. That's how my mind was. I was super anxious, and I had a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of social anxiety. I would be hyperventilating, shaking, crying if I had to talk to more than five people in a room. I was very fearful of, like, the future. I didn't know what the future had in store and I could not even see that far but I was just fearful of it because I didn't feel like I would be good enough for the future me so I held on to my past when you have anxiety and you're fearful of the future because that's what anxiety is it kind of results to you having depression because you're thinking so much in the future that you're trying to live in your past as well so I was very depressed I was always reliving old scenarios making myself extremely cringe and embarrassed like replaying scenarios that embarrassed me back in the day or replaying situations that didn't work out and being extremely depressed, like not being able to let go and forgive people, holding in a lot of hurt from me, from like what I inflicted on myself and how others inflicted the hurt that they were feeling onto me. I held all that in. So I was very, very angry growing up. I would have these outbursts of dramatic displays of emotion when someone said something I didn't like. They were going to hear it, okay? And I was going to be crying and screaming and just feeling very very tense. I just used to feel my emotions extreme. I was either extremely happy or extremely depressed. I had a lot of bipolar depression and it could have been also because of my birth control pills. 
I stopped taking birth control pills when I started walking on this journey with God and I will get into why I stopped taking that in a different episode but I was just extremely angry extremely fearful unforgiving um judgmental to other people I was very critical of how other people live their lives and I was just judging them I'm like why are you living like that whole time I don't even enjoy the way that I'm living but because I don't like my life and how I'm living and how I look I inflicted that on other people I'm like why are you doing this you could be doing better people didn't even feel comfortable opening up to me and talking to me about what they were going through in life I was very insecure I did not love myself I did not love my looks and a lot of that resulted from me being bullied in like elementary school all through high school so I just didn't feel confident in who I was and that led to me having very sexual encounters being very hypersexual and seeking that validation through sex or through men who saw me out for my body because I did have a nice shape and I was like, okay, this is what guys like. They don't like my face. I don't even like my face. But as long as they are showing me some type of attention, I'm okay. So it led to me just being extremely hypersexual and dependent on attention from guys. And looking, just looking for attention in other things. I was smoking a lot. I was drinking a lot. I was very open-minded, open-minded to like finding different drugs. Um, I questioned my sexuality a lot. I did not know if I liked girls or boys. I just liked attention. I always played the victim in every situation. Like, I was never wrong and everybody was always out to get me. I was very obsessive over people and things. So if I would be in relationships or talking to guys, I would be extremely obsessive over them to a point where it's like, I'm going to pop up at your house right now because you didn't text me back five minutes later. What are you doing? Or just stalking their exes on social media and stuff. I was just extremely obsessive, even over how things were in my life. I focused my attention so much on the wrong things and things that didn't matter. And I just want to highlight my negative thought pattern because that's what really brought me down to my breaking moment. I would never, I had, I was not a hopeful person. I always, always thought the worst of every situation, which led to a negative cycle in my mind. So I never had positive thoughts all throughout the day. My thoughts were negative. They were racing. I was worrying about how other people saw me. I was doing things I didn't. I didn't have a joy and excitement for life, for activities. I never stayed at a job long because I would get bored or I just didn't have the energy to do it because I was just super depressed and focused on other things. So the negative thoughts ate me up and I never communicated any of my emotions or feelings or dealings to anyone around me. If you ask people around me, I was happy. Like I would get mad sometimes, but overall I was okay. Like there was nothing wrong with me. I kept it all to myself until I would say my sophomore year of going back to college right when things opened back up we were able to move back on campus but classes just had to be online I was living with my roommates and I was just extremely depressed me and my little fling or whatever he wasn't talking to me and I was obsessive over him at that time so that just that brought me into a lot of depression like not being able to talk to him or him just ignoring me and me not knowing why 
I was having a lot of sleep paralysis every single night. If you don't know what sleep paralysis is, it's where you're you're awake, but your body is still asleep, so you're stuck. You're aware of everything, you're awake, but you can't move. You can't open your eyes, you can't do anything because you're just stuck. I was having that every single night to the point where I was not going to sleep, and I was sleep deprived, okay? That added to my depression because I'm not sleeping, I'm scared to sleep, and then all throughout the day, I'm having all these negative, anxious thoughts all the time. I was smoking heavily I was smoking like five grams a day okay spending all my money on that and when I didn't have money I was even more depressed because I couldn't afford groceries I could barely afford to live in the apartment I was living in and I was working at Dollar General and if you don't know Dollar General is very ghetto and it was dangerous for me to work there as a young lady I'm what 19 years old it was real dangerous for me to work there so all of those things just contributed to my breaking point I was I can't do this I was just thinking about my life three years from now or when I graduate college and I'm just like if this is going to be my life which it looks like this is what it's going to be I don't want to live it this is not living being depressed I've been depressed my whole life if this is what I have to continue to live with for the rest of my life the remainder I don't want to be here. What is this? What is the point of life? What is my purpose here? I felt like I had no purpose in life at all. I questioned my reality a lot around that time. Um, But I was also trying to find something that could heal me. So around that time, I was also on um, YouTube trying to find meditative or like yoga videos to just calm my mind and bring me peace. But that was not working at all because my mind was never calm or silent. So that didn't work and it just led to more frustration. Um, Through those meditative videos, I started finding like the tarot card readings. So I was faithfully watching those every single night trying to see because they were like we give you insight on what your significant other your quote-unquote twin flame is doing so I was okay this guy's not talking to me anymore and I'm already obsessed with him let me try to get some insight so I was watching those videos not knowing the whole time that's just the enemy's way of dragging me even further into depression so I am just going through it at this time in my life through it and at this time I did not have a relationship with God or Jesus I wasn't going to church my family didn't really go to church like that I didn't have a relationship with God my family never just like sat down and explained to me who God was in my life so I did not have a relationship with God I had friends who had a relationship with God and you know when you go out and you them people are like Jesus loves you you need to be repent and be saved he's coming I would always thinking they're crazy for real. I'm like, these people are crazy. Nobody's trying to hear this. Jesus isn't real. God is not real because if God was real, I wouldn't be depressed right now. I wouldn't have had suicidal thoughts my whole entire life, become suicidal and try to kill myself. So I'm, if there was a God, God would not allow any of this to happen. So I don't believe in this God that y'all are talking about. But okay, if that's y'all, then that's y'all. But that's not me. So I did not have a relationship with God at this time. I would listen to church music from here and there all throughout my life. God was always there. He was definitely always there and present, protecting me and guiding my footsteps. But I did not acknowledge it, know it, didn't want to see it, couldn't see it because I was always so negative. The enemy really had me by a chokehold because I just could not see my life in God's hands at that time. 
while all while all this is happening, I'm like, okay, let me go because it's about to be Thanksgiving now. So I'm like, okay, let me go back home to my mom's house and maybe this will be a break. Maybe I just need a break to get myself back together. Maybe I came to school too fast and I wasn't ready and I just need a break. So I went home and thinking I'm going to have a break. But me and my mom's relationship at this time in life, it was very up and down. So we would get into a lot of arguments and they would be very heated because me, I must speak my mind. And if you're hurting my feelings, I'm going to let you know I'm you're hurting my feelings and I don't like what you're doing. So my mom didn't like that. She felt like it was very disrespectful. So when I came down for Thanksgiving, she told me that she wanted me to clean the kitchen. Y'all, that was when I tell you my last straw, I was already I didn't even had no more straws. I had the end of the straw hanging. I was done clean your kitchen lady I was like I don't even live I, I voiced to her I'm like I don't even live here you didn't ask me how I'm feeling how I'm doing how my day is I'm stressed out I am depressed I'm done with life I'm really at my lowest point in life and I don't know why and it seems like nobody cares so I told her that and she was just she found what I was saying very disrespectful so I left the house and I'm bawling my eyes out screaming crying screaming at her screaming at life in general because I just hated the way life was I felt like I was just surrounded by negativity generational curses was just just surrounded me and I was just so hyper aware of it and it was I was stuck in a dark cloud I couldn't get out of the cycle that surrounded my life and it was just so overwhelming and I played all the memories in my head and I'm just this is life I don't see a brightness in life at all I don't see the happy side of things and I'm on the phone with my sister and she's like this just the way life is it's okay you'll learn how to deal with it as you grow older and I'm just no I'm not gonna learn how to deal with this I'm not living a life like this if this is how life is and I just have to accept it as I get older then I am better off dead I don't want to live this life I don't want people being angry I'm angry people not caring just a whole bunch of negativity I don't want to live that life this is not cool and the fact that people around me thought it was just normal to be stuck in a never-ending cycle of depression anxiety obsessiveness trauma hurt anger that's I feel like that's how it is in minority communities especially in the fact that people normalize it and they this is just life deal with it I was not have not dealing with this so I get off the phone with my sister and I go back inside the house and I go up to my room and I'm bawling my eyes out y'all I'm bawling my eyes out uncontrollably uncontrollably just crying and crying and crying and that's when I'm telling God or whoever is up there I'm like God if you're real I need you to do something right now in this moment because I'm about to kill myself I'm not living this life I don't have no purpose I don't know why I'm here and if this is why I'm here to be depressed every day, then you got it. We'll try again another time in another life. I was so serious. Deep down in my heart, I was just really done. And I was just crying. And I'm telling God this. I'm like, God, if you're real, please do something. Because I'm not about to live another day. I'm going to commit suicide. I've been suicidal my whole entire life. So it was. It just built up to that point, to my breaking point, where I was just like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I go on YouTube. This is the Holy Spirit right now in this moment i go on youtube y'all i'm searching up different pastors i don't know what led me to search up pastors but i searched them up because i'm just i need something the holy spirit was leading me to that because i knew i needed something but i didn't know what i needed i just needed some positivity so the holy spirit led me 
to pastors on YouTube. I'm scrolling. I find a Joel Osteen video. I wish I would have saved this video because I don't even know which sermon I listened to, but I just know it was speaking to my situation. It was speaking to my life on a different level. I've never, I've heard pastors here and there, but I've never felt connected to what they were saying. In that moment, I felt it connected. That video lasted like 40 minutes. So I'm scrolling to another video. I see Sarah Roberts. Don't know who any of these pastors are at the time. Because like I said, I was not into that. My mom was not very religious. She would wake up every blue moon and decide she wanted to go to church and drag us with her. But it was never anything we took serious. So I find a Sarah Roberts video and it's titled, Girl, Get Up. I clicked on that video speaking to my soul speaking to my soul i recommend y'all watching that video girl get up by sarah roberts i recommend that video because that's what woke me up like she was talking to me she was talking to me god was using her in that moment to speak to me and my situation and what i was feeling in that moment and that video was like an hour long so i'm listening and i'm bawling my eyes i'm crying i'm like oh my god this is my situation this is how i feel oh my god please just give me something give me something god and the video's over and i'm just laying there wiping my tears i'm just laying there crying wiping my tears trying to gather myself and i sit there and as i'm sitting there is just complete silence and stillness around me my mind went blank. Nothing up there in my head. I went from having only negative thoughts, a cycle of negative thoughts, my mind never turning off, never just staying still or never thinking anything happy or positive to just having nothing blank, like an empty CD drive. That's how my mind was. And in that moment, I was just like, God is real. In that moment, I just felt God's presence. I was just calling on God. I just watched this video of this pastor, of two pastors, and I'm sitting there and I'm at my lowest, my breaking moment. God knew I was going to be done. I was going to kill myself. And he just cleared my mind, y'all. He cleared so supernaturally. I had no thoughts. I was trying to formulate a thought in my head. Like, I'm trying to force myself to think. And there was just nothing. It was just so blank up there and everything was quiet. Everything was quiet. It was just quiet. It was just quiet and still. And I was just crying even more because I'm just like, thank you, God. This is what I needed this is exactly what I needed. You just gave me exactly what I needed, a clear mind. And for a minute, it was like, I was in shock for like an hour, y'all. I'm laying there in shock for an hour. And I'm thinking, is this a joke? Is the universe playing games on me? In the next hour, am I going to go back to having negative thoughts again? This is a joke. I did not know what it was happening in that moment, but I just knew my prayer was answered. My calling out to God was answered. Okay, he healed me from my own mind. And hours went by and my mind was still blank. And at this moment, I'm telling everybody, I'm like, you would not believe what God just did. And people are like, girl, are you crazy? Like, they thought I need to go to a nut house. Some people were just praise God. Some people were just like, I didn't know you were depressed. And I was just like, none of that even matters. God just saved my life. God just saved my life. I was finna kill myself and God just freed me from my own mind. I was just in, wow, I had no words to say, but to say God is real because who else would have done that? Who else 
could have just cleared my mind. That was just so supernatural. Man, this gives me the chills because it just shows the realness in, of God. He's still very much real in today's time. He's still very much healing people in a very supernatural way today, today. And sometimes I forget how powerful God is. But when I think of that situation that happened to me, I will forever remember who God is. My mind has been clear since that day. No negative thoughts have stayed in my mind since that day. If I'm thinking something negative, God has put me so deep in my word that I am reminded of who God is and what he says is right and what he says is true and the different techniques that he's placed in my life to keep me having a sound mind that I don't even have to worry about going back to who I was. And I'm just so thankful that God extended his grace to me because he didn't even have to do that. I was talking down on his name. He did not have to save my life. He did not have to do that. But the fact that I called on him, not even knowing him, just called on him, calling, just asking for him to show himself to me. And he did right away. He revealed himself to me right away. If you need healing, if you are at your lowest point in life and you are just done and you don't know where to go, I promise you, if you call on your savior, if you call on God, he will meet you exactly where you at, where you're at in this moment. Just acknowledge him. That is all he wants us to do is acknowledge him, acknowledge that he's there, acknowledge his presence. The scripture I read to you at the beginning of this episode, it talked about when they laid their hands on him and healed him in Jesus's name. He was able to stand up and walk. And the only thing he wanted to do was praise God and tell everyone about what just happened. That's all I wanted to do. Okay, I just wanted to praise God and tell everybody about what just happened. And that just shows how God's glory was highlighted in that moment. And that's what God wants. He wants to display his miracles through us so that people know he's very much real and he is very much the only God. How has my life been now since that moment that was two years ago? My life has been slowly rising and going up. I'm learning more about Jesus every day. I'm learning more about God every day. I'm connecting more with God every day. I am prioritizing my mental health. I'm prioritizing my relationship with God. I'm prioritizing my relationships with others and making sure that they are of God and they are of Christ and there's balance between every aspect of my life. I am walking in purpose. I am a living testimony. I'm able to share my love and testimony and build people up in God through my own experiences in life, through everything that God has given me. I'm able to come on here on this podcast and just share love to aid people in their own healing, to glorify God. God is renewing my mind every single day. And he did not just save my life and then tell me, oh, you need to read the Bible every day. No, he saved my life and he knew that I wasn't someone who believed in God so he took his time with me he met me where I was at and I slowly gave myself to him more and more every day just this past October is when I fully gave my life to Christ it took a year and a half after that situation for me to fully just give my life to Christ Jesus and God was always there in every single moment directing my footsteps meeting me when God heals you when he displays his miracles on your life that's when the work starts that's when you have to go deeper in your relationship with him he does not heal us he does not bless us for us to forget about him for us to say it was in our own might he does that so we can praise him we can glorify him we can tell other people that it was God so that they can know that they're able to get healed 
as well. I didn't even know who God was and he healed me. That just shows the love that he has for all of his people. No matter where you are, no matter how far gone you are, he's there. He is very much there. I've stopped smoking weed. I don't drink. I don't have sex. I am fully abstinence right now. I'm fully, excuse me, I'm fully absent right now from sex. I am just devoted to God, my relationship with God. I know that that relationship is the strongest relationship I will ever have in my life, that others cannot do what God can do in my life. And I am secure and content in that. God can encounter you. He can heal you. But it's up to you to walk in his truth. It's up to you to walk in the path that he has paved for you. Because if you don't, it's easy. This world is always here. The world is never leaving. God can heal you, but you are still in this world. So it's so easy to slip back into the old ways, slip back into the old life. You have to dedicate your time. You have to make God a priority so that you don't go, so that you don't look back that way and always remember what he did for you. I hope that my testimony and the way that God encountered me encourages you guys to trust in God, to seek him for healing in all ways of your life. He may not heal you in the same way he healed me, or he just may, or he may heal you in a different way, in a way that's more glorifying to him in a way that shares that you're able to share your own testimony to others and be a walking testimony of his goodness keep an open mind keep an open heart that's so important keep an open heart and call on him he's not too far away you don't have to be in the church you don't have to be in the bible you don't have to know all these things for you to seek healing from him i didn't know all these things and he still extended his hand and healed me i spoke down on him I didn't even believe in him because of because of how depressed I was. And he still came to me. I love y'all. I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. And stay tuned for more. This is Perfectly Imperfect with Janae.